0: Today we're doing a small podcast talking about the things that have changed since my last podcast about the coronavirus. Specifically, we're going to talk about the American Society of Reproductive Medicine's clinical recommendations. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. As many as you know and have been experiencing, we have all been going through COVID-19, and the American Society of Reproductive Medicine gave out guidelines that really limited a lot of fertility practices and put fertility kind of up in the air. Now, as I said in my last podcast, no one was doing anything to be mean. This was always done to protect people, to protect clinics. And protect patients. In the first two COVID 19 task force recommendations, all of their recommendations were for one goal to reduce the transmission of the virus and to protect the well being of our patients as well as protect the healthcare workers. Now, since that time, ASRM has made two other updates. The third update slowly returning to normal reproductive care, but they were also very cautious. In the fourth update, they are now giving clarification and information regarding their opinion with regards to starting treatment, and not just for people with infertility, but also clarification for healthcare workers and what they need to do to protect themselves. Now, what is not clear is how long this pandemic is going to last. It's probable that we will have to keep doing the things we're doing for at least the next several months if not to the end of the year. When I say keep doing these things, such as checking your temperature when you come in, not seeing anyone who's sick, making you wear a mask in the clinic, the clinicians wearing masks, and doing telemedicine consults anytime there's gonna be a long period of time the face to face interactions. Now there's no question everyone is exhausted of this, but again We still do not have enough information about this virus to feel comfortable just going back to normal. However, ASRM, as well as many physicians, feel now it's okay to start proceeding again, but being careful. You may notice in some of your clinics that there are fewer people in the waiting room. This may be because they're spacing patients out. What we do know is that currently there is no vaccine And there is also no medication that has really shown benefit in decreasing the morbidity and mortality of infections with COVID-19. Given that we have these gaps in knowledge regarding the impact of COVID-19, not just on infertility patients, but on even patients who are pregnant, it is important that we are cautious as we move forward. This means if you are someone who is already at high risk for COVID-19, such as you have lung disease, or you work directly with COVID-19 patients, it would make sense to maybe not go ahead with treatment at this time. Since, one, being pregnant lowers your immune system and could put you at higher risk for co- with COVID-19 if you get it. Plus, you would also put more people at risk when you're in the clinic. The good news is there's a lot of testing available now. Now, there are basically a few type of tests. There's a test that does PCR, which is looking at the actual RNA of the virus. There are tests that look at the antigen of the virus. And then there are some that test for the antibodies. Now, the best test is still PCR testing, which is where we're looking for the RNA of the virus. That test is a difficult test because you have to have a nasopharynx swab which I actually have myself, is quite uncomfortable, where the swab goes past your nose to the back of your throat, and it's a little bit of uncomfortableness. Now, the other tests, such as the antigen test and the antibody test, are not as as uncomfortable. But the problem is, is the antigen test isn't as accurate as the PCRS test. matter of fact, when it's negative, if there is high suspicion of having COVID-19, you should verify it with the PCRS test. PCR test. When it comes to the antibody testing, keep in mind, this is just to find out if you had an infection. You would not do that test to find out if you have an ongoing infection. Now, when you get COVID-19, your test should become positive within the next two to three weeks from the onset of symptoms. Some people has gone on even further than this, but that's a general rule when you're looking for the virus. The antibodies will show up approximately within 10 days of the symptoms of COVID-19 presenting. The good news is most of your clinics should have the ability to test. Now, some, tests, some clinics are testing before you go through any treatment. Other clinics are not. That doesn't make them wrong or right. Everyone's picking their own protocol that they think is important for their patients. For example, if you're in New York, there may be more concern. If you're in some suburban area that does not have a high COVID-19, then at that point, you would not need to do testing on every patient. But the good news is everyone has the ability to get this test done, and you can just ask your doctor and very likely they will have it if you're concerned about it. As always, if you think you have symptoms consistent with COVID-19, please let your doctor know so you do not infect people there. So what do we now know? about the effects of COVID-19 on the baby. Well, we know that COVID-19 may precipitate premature labor or even lead to early delivery, which then can result in neonatal complications of prematurity. Now, overall, full-term newborns delivered from mothers with active COVID-19 have done very well. So again, we're talking about it may lead to prematurity and prematurity can cause problems. There was a case series of nine women affected with COVID-19 that delivered via C-section, and what they showed was that there was no viral RNA in the amniotic fluid, or in the cord blood, or in the breast milk. This is good news because it means it's not transmitting it to the baby when the mom gets it. Back when I did my prior podcast on COVID-19, there was a question of whether there was vertical transmission. Now, it's still unclear but it's still possible. Right now, the data is interpreted that there isn't vertical transmission, but at some point in the future, we may find out it still is. What we currently don't know is what impact does COVID-19 have on the fetus during the first and second trimester? Unfortunately, a lot of the people who are pregnant who got COVID-19 have not delivered yet, so we do not have all the data. There have been patients who have had very bad outcomes. The question is, did those outcomes come from COVID-19 or were they just outcomes that would have happened anyways? Currently, they're looking at some things such as a coagulopathy that might be associated with COVID-19. However, they have not determined yet if this is directly related to the virus or may just be related to disorders that may be associated with pregnancy. Overall, the point is, Although we know some, we still do not know a lot, and it's important when going through fertility or getting pregnant during COVID-19 that you realize we do not have all the information yet. Overall, we feel it might be safe, but we may find out things later. The last part of ASRM's update was regarding third-party reproduction, and essentially saying that since third-party reproduction is quite complex, involving multiple people, that there should be more thought put into this before moving forward. And that since multiple parties are taking risk, it may be considered to wait to do this unless absolutely necessary. Now, currently, the FDA does not require anyone to test the donors for COVID-19. The only testing that is required at this time is to look at characteristics that are associated with COVID-19, such as have they been ill? Have they been near someone who's been sick? But there's currently no recommendation that you have to test the donors. This means for gestational carriers, for oocyte donors, for sperm donors, none of them have to be tested for COVID-19. ASRM has suggested it may be recommended to add the screening to donors. However, it is not recommended yet. Now, keep in mind, if you are using a donor who has already frozen their sperm before COVID-19 or an egg donor, such as from an egg bank that has frozen their eggs before COVID-19, you are at no risk of capturing that from the person since it was created before COVID-19. However, if you use a fresh donor or you yourself can get COVID-19 with getting pregnant. Hopefully, this was helpful. ASRM will still continue to do updates, but because this is slowing down now, they're going to move to every four weeks instead of every two weeks. If there's anything pertinent in the other updates, I will make sure to add that to a bonus podcast talking about COVID-19. Thanks for listening to this special bonus podcast on COVID-19. Hopefully it was helpful for everyone. I look forward to talking to you again at this week's Talk About Fertility Tuesday.